Here's some technical difficulties. Everything we've talked about is fucked, but you know, we'll try this again. This is what we have to deal with in COVID time. This is this is just normal for us now. I feel. Yeah, well, we just have to wait for that moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Being together. We're not far. I mean, I think there's a lot to be positive about at the moment. There's, you know, we're making progress in the vaccine world. Mm. We're making progress in the infections way. I think we just got I think this is like this has been probably the most challenging lockdown. I think the first the first one was obviously more lethal in a sense because we weren't properly prepared for it, but there was there was something I remember about last lockdown that felt weirdly and and I know I, this is coming from a place of privilege, but it felt weirdly therapeutic for me even though cuz I just lost my job and I was, you know, struggling to find a new one cuz everywhere was shutting down and it was it was it was one of those things it was one of the first times where i felt very content with the situation and i just said okay it is what it is now i've just got to make the best of it and it was all just completely uphill for a while and you know the weather was getting better and shit so it wasn't like oh dead of winter and we're just stuck inside and we can't do anything like oh i can spend the afternoon in the garden in the sun get my tan on or just write i can watch movies that i've wanted to watch i can i was able to actually practice doing like tutorials and shit for my job like there was something it was it just felt weirdly more positive especially and it was something strange about how still everything felt because you go outside Mm. and there's like no cars on the road you maybe see like three people around also it felt like it actually felt like a film and i was living for that i thought whoa this is dramatic yeah it's you you felt Mm. like you were part of this exciting scary exciting but it was still quite thrilling in a way like being like i love scare mazes and all that kind of stuff so i was like oh it's, <laughs> it's kind of like that in real life and then the news scare was always mazes. you're always eager to learn more of what was happening what's kind of happened next there's always new things that were happening but now it's not that i don't even look at the news anymore it's so boring for me to just hear it now so it's crazy how I used to be so excited to listen to, like in the morning, I would listen to uh, BBC News. Be, that would be my life. I'd be like, whoa, what's next? But now I don't. Ooh, what's the new conference today? <laughs> what's the progress, guys? I mean, it was scary and it was upsetting and you were worried about your loved ones. But then, then there's a bit of that evil side of you where you're like, this is kind of exciting. <laughs> because of the first lockdown, I think everyone had just more positive attitudes and people working out people getting their life together like they they kind of just saw it as a time just to re- reinvent themselves thinking this lockdown wasn't going to last that long and then and then once we got out of lockdown and got into the second one that's when people's emotions and everyone started feeling a little bit yeah. like Bleh. so oh god yeah. yeah like i feel like because everyone's kind of attitude and their philosophy with the first one was like oh everything's been going so fast paced everything's so busy we're all just burning out we're worn out and like you know we we just needed some time to just slow down and stay at a standstill and like the idea that like 
it took some, like this crazy historical event to happen for us to be able to just take those moments to just kind of sit, reflect, relax, even though everything that's happening in the world is terrible. You know, it's it's like, oh, okay, well, it was kind of a nice opportunity. And now we're in the third one and <laughs> I'm just dying inside. I mean, I'm pretty good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm enjoying my little bubble. <laughs> good, yeah. good for you, man. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. But it has its positive sides. Like the summer is on its way. It's getting. It was so nice yesterday. And yeah, mm. we are jabbing people in the arm a lot. We are jabbing people <laughs> in the arm. <laughs> we are jabbing people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know. I think that's the big thing, though. Is like, didn't we're I just... am legend? Oh my god! Because the thing is, there's a silence on my end. So then I'm like, okay, cool, I can say something. And then as I'm about to say something, <laughs> it's just you just hear it on top of each other. I really want to do this high. I feel like this. It feels like I'm high right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when you're just so out of it, and then you. Just, I feel like I'm really... dying right yeah, this now. This is great. Ah, this is to gold. be fair. Out of out of how many episodes, this is the only time this is kind of like fully. <laughs> like changing everything up so do you guys just want to do it without me <laughs> like, like i just oh i don't know what to do God damn. uh what, what, what's what's the thing you said like okay should i all right first person to say pocahontas 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 all right emily responded much quicker than cj did but it was still a bit of a slow one. I was um, water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, first person to say uh, Buddha. 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 Oh, God, that was such a long gap. Oh, uh, this is great. This, is, this sucks. Um, Shall we just try and carry on? Because it's not. sometimes it's not too bad. Okay, we're going to have to maybe just roll with it. Damn. I think we're just going to have to try yeah. and yeah. roll with it. Um, I want to I want to ask you guys something quick. Uh I was saw an article the other day and I want to pose you a scenario. So, you know, considering the current property market, we're we're, we're in a generation of people that are going to find it very fucking difficult to afford a home in our lives cuz it is like hundreds and thousands of pounds <laughs> to buy a house. Uh but mm-hmm. so think about this. So, I mean, in this this particular story it's in Leeds. So I'm going to say any city, just maybe maybe not London, because London's like insane, more expensive than everywhere else in the country anyway. So like wherever, Bristol, Manchester, Newcastle, whatever. Nice city. You find a house. It costs £125,000 to buy, which is still a lot of money, but relatively cheap as opposed to a bunch of others. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. So yeah. 125, you get three bedrooms, nice big living room, nice kitchen, uh, near near like a good train station, not far from the city center, good bus links, good schools, you know, if you have kids or whatever. Uh, it's it sounds like the perfect house. Yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 125,000 pounds, but here's the kick. So the previous owner of the house, who recently passed away, had it in her will that she could they could sell the house as long as she be 
buried in the back garden. Sure, why not? Yeah, I don't care. Like, she's not going to interfere care. much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I got I mean, I got to check out the house to see if the house is actually nice. Like, yeah. it's one thing to say lovely big ro- living room, but if it's looking disgusting, then I'm not going to take it. But I don't mind. Don't mind the woman that's dead. I totally agree with you, Emily. Like, I would just check out the house, check out all the <laughs> if there's any problems with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I feel, what I mean? Like at home in the city, like is yeah. this is this my location? <laughs> and, you know. And it's in her will. Like, I'm not going to be like no. Oh, no, 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 sorry. She's already buried. She's already buried in there. Oh, then yeah, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. I don't have to Interesting. Interesting. I did not expect this from you guys. <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I just, I did, I did, I thought you guys would be like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, no. Oh, God, no. I'd be more concerned if she was alive. Yeah. <laughs> and buried in the garden. Yeah. Dude, you gave you gave <laughs> us the perfect scenario of a perfect house and like the perfect location, you know, with the perfect school and just a life set up. So why right. why wouldn't I take it? Should I lower the standards a little bit? <laughs> Does she have a tombstone or is she just buried? Uh, I think she's just <laughs> I think she's just buried. Could you imagine a tombstone right okay. in the middle? The- that's even better because the tombstone would be in the way if I wanted to, like, if I have kids, you know, they might trip over it. So I'm actually happy if there's no tombstone. <laughs> Can you imagine they're trying to play football in the garden? They're like, oh, hit hit, hit old Bessie's tombstone again. Shit. <laughs> keep, keep putting it back up. It keeps on falling down. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, the dog's pissing on it again. See, and that's also dangerous. If it does fall down, it could fall on my pet dog and could kill it. So that would also be a concern. Yeah. So it, is 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 the tombstone element a deal breaker then? No, I would have no. to th- think it through and have to make sure the position of it's good. If it was <laughs> in the center of the garden, a tombstone that would be a pain. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like in the back, like there's sort of like an area for like growing vegetables and stuff. But like right in the center of that patch is the tomb, the grave. Well, that's artistic. Yeah, that'd be great for Halloween. <laughs> I would like. I would really like that because then I'll put cobwebs on it. It's Halloween time. Grow pumpkins all around it. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be really nice. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, you. You have some friends come around. And they're like, "Oh, nice decoration. Like that. That tombstone looks real." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, super real." We put it there. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm interested. You guys are much more hardcore than I realized. I, I, I just felt like you guys would get freaked out because I feel like that's like that's almost like a setup for a horror film. That's like a poltergeist type thing. It's like, oh, she's gonna haunt you. Is it? Because that, that's that's the isn't that like in con the second Conjuring movie where they the family move into that house of old Bill, and he's like pissed off because he wants his house back. Well. Well, then I would just, uh, if she had a family member, I would speak to the family members and just be like, does she want me to live here? <laughs> Is she okay with people living in this house? Yeah, that's, like, yeah sure. I do I do seances every Sunday to grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're like, oh, but- I go to the family. They'll know how to communicate with her. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll have like, if they're religious or something, they'll do like some weird spooky stuff and speak to the old lady yeah don't we all do that or old man don't we all do that yeah when you really when you wish it upon a star yes when you yeah that's that's how you do it that's how you want to communicate with the dead you wish upon a star you said create a barrier between these two worlds 
And then, poop, here comes Grandma. Wait, I've got a question. Do you believe in ghosts? I want to. I just, I haven't seen evidence of it. I haven't had any spooky scenarios. And I feel like that would be the telling thing for me. Because the fact that, like, for me, when it comes to a lot of these supernatural existential things, like, is are there aliens out there? Is there a god? Is there an afterlife? It's like... It, a lot because obviously you have staunch atheists or whatever but for me it's just i my the logic in my brain operates on that i have to like see it to believe it and i i haven't you know because you hear all these stories about like oh yeah i saw a little girl run past my bedroom window and oh scary uh but you know, people see weird shit all the time i'm sorry but i feel i i feel like i need to give you that ticket from polar express and type uh, believe on it and give it to you. <laughs> That's that was the whole message, isn't it? Believe. He he was he was just, just believe. No matter what, just believe. believe. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a deep cut. Like <laughs> I've never heard anyone construct a sentence around mm, we should be like that kid in Polar Express. Dude, that film is centered around his like him lacking in belief because he wanted to see it. And then, Wait, is it really? even though he got to see it in the end, yeah, dude, like he didn't believe in Santa Claus. He was questioning it at the beginning of the oh, film. He was like, Santa Claus is not real. God. So then that's why Tom Hanks' character is like, you gotta believe. You little fuck. No matter what. <laughs> that's the exact line. Hey, you little shit. Believe you, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I, that film's I, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm a. It's annoying because I don't want to be a skeptical. I, I'm I'm pretty. I'm usually a pretty curious person and an optimistic person. I don't like to like just you know firmly assume things because I'm I I feel like the way we're brought into this world and if you think about the wider existential meaning behind life or whatever, I I feel like we really we're all we're all kind of kind of witless with all this stuff and i like the idea that people do have these theories or they believe in things unless obviously it infringes on how they think other people should live their lives but when it comes to spooky ghosts i just yeah i just don't know i like i, I like the idea that like you know people can wander between this world and the other um when they're gone but I don't know. I just it's it's it's. it's I mean, this is like I don't, I don't know how existential we want to get on this show. <laughs> like, yeah. is there an afterlife, dude? Is there a great beyond? What about you, Emily? Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I'm gonna say no. I I'm, I kind okay. of believe. I agree with you, Dan. That it's be nice to imagine it, and it'll be quite a cool idea. But I actually just think there isn't any ghosts. Well, as, as a great CJ once said, you need to be like the kid in Polar Express. Yeah. I am open mind to it, and like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be like, no, it's definitely not real. And mm. when people believe in it, but if someone said to me, which you just did, I'd say no. Ooh, what about what about aliens? No, no. You, you don't, don't believe, believe in aliens. aliens. The, the universe is so What's big. What's an alien? What is an alien? A life on other worlds. Life on other worlds. Um. There's been no proof, so I'm gonna say no. Until there's proof, I can say yes. But at that, this that's point, that's no. that's a different thing, though, because like with with like with ghosts in the afterlife, that's kind of very connected to our reality and our world. 
because it's like oh when we you know we're in this planet we're in this life cycle on this planet and when you know when we die what happens are you, are the, you know did people that died before are they still around have they gone to another dimension or something i don't know but when it comes to like the because you, you are right like we haven't seen any proof of alien life and i feel like through pop culture and that we've also like adapted this idea of what alien life is if you think about it like mm. we every every idea we have in our heads about what aliens are or are pe- people from other planets are we've completely made up ourselves through through whatever through films mm. or advertising or whatever uh and i i think somebody made the point before that it's almost arrogant for us to believe that we can be the only living species in this universe because this universe is so vast and there's so many planets and i know and like so so many undiscovered worlds that we can't even comprehend it, it it's just like just i i just can't believe that somehow this part of the galaxy just fluked it and created a planet that could like inhabit 7 billion people to have this life cycle for as long as we have i feel like it just it doesn't make sense like i can't i can't comprehend it because like this is a reality that we know and like this like the idea of like oh other beings on other worlds with other languages and other forms of communication who have a different completely different existence to ours sounds insane and i almost can't imagine it but i feel like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 almost it just doesn't make sense to me that they we would it would just be us you know no i know i also i also think i also think about that as well but i also find isn't it a weird coincidence? Well, this is a bit different, but you know when people say they've seen aliens, they are always <laughs> Americans. Why are aliens <laughs> only going to America? I'm not, I, I, I don't believe that anyone on this planet have seen aliens. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people have seen aliens. Unless Area 51 ha- are hiding something. No. <laughs> I, I was listening to, when I was listening to um, Bro Jogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan, um, he Bro was Jogan. interviewing someone that said that they've seen aliens or was part of whatever and it was quite a compelling point and i was like starting to believe in some senses but then i just thought actually i just don't think i think it's just not true why are they all going to america no they wouldn't want to go to america why are they all going to america because america's center of the universe man yeah it's the center of everything like i'm gonna play as a scientist that i can't prove that so i'm just gonna have to say no that's fair yeah. I agree with both of your points. Like, I agree with Dan. Like, we can't just be the only things just here, like, you know, in this existence. But I also agree with you, Emily. Like, there's no actual evidence yeah. or proof. We could, though, right? There could be just, like, a crazy chance we were the only ones. Yeah, there could be. A uh, bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to God, I'm more open-minded. I'm more, like, I would say agnostic. I think that's a good way to be. I think I think it's always good to be open-minded. I, I, I think it's funny as well because like when, whenever we have these like I've had these conversations I also think to like if there is this life on another world they're probably having the exact same conversation they're like mm, I wonder if there's life out there you know us we, we the citizens of Blorgon 7 where is there is there another world out there do they look like us green people with three tails <laughs> yeah I don't know Oh, I love during that during that whole conversation, so I had this random mobile number call me, and I'm wondering who the fuck it was. It was the aliens. Ah. It was the aliens. <laughs> They're like, "Yo, bro, shut the fuck up." <laughs> Yo, don't snitch. <laughs> I don't know. Or the government going, "Hey, man, you need to chill. 
<laughs> yeah, yo, yo, yeah, it's the FBI. Yo, 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 we just tuned in. Maybe you just chill out for a minute. <laughs> You're spilling too many beans. Aliens do go to America. They do. <laughs> they go to America because it's the greatest country in the world. They don't want to go to any other piss pot country. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I, it's also like when it comes to ghosts and aliens and stuff and all these kind of greater beliefs and these conspiracy theories, I, I kind of wish them to be true just because otherwise existence is just really fucking boring. We have animals. We have animals. Oh, of course, yeah. No, I'm not... I, I meant just in the, in the wider aspects, the wider existential aspects. Not not Like, obviously, there's beautiful things in this world. I love this world. Well, I, oh, maybe no, I don't want to go too far, but there, there are some great things in this world. <laughs> I love this world. I love this world, too. <laughs> Don't I think I went too far with it. that. <laughs> I really, I thought about it. I was like, do I really? No, there's actually a lot of horrible shit going on, and it's kind of a nightmare. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's not that great. But we got some good points when you think about it. When you go outside, you don't get someone just start getting you with a spear or anything. Like you can just walk down the street and you just walk past a stranger, and you're like, so calm, so chilled. <laughs> well, here it is. Might not be in other places. It's so calm. I feel it's really calm right now. No one's, I just saw someone walk past outside. I thought, that's nice. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go have your walk. That's nice. That's nice for you. I hope you enjoyed that walk. I feel like walking is the only social activity you can do at the moment. Like, ooh, I treated myself today. I went on a walk around my, my same part of my town that I've been walking around for the past year. To be fair, it's where you walk to, though, because... I've I've got like a little nature reserve in my area, so I go there and walk around there, and it's like a little mini hike type thing, and it's kind of it's kind of nice, you know. Get to experience the wilderness. <laughs> the wilderness. <laughs> I want to bring up something. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, when I was listening to our last podcast, I noticed a lot that we say like way too much and that we swear a little bit too much particularly you dan you swear you are a little potty mouth boy the fuck you saying whoa fucking what i don't fucking swear a lot you fucking what so i'm gonna try and limit that and so we have to try and not say like or swear you can swear sometimes, oh. but I want you to swear when you mean it, when you're a little bit angry. Not too angry, but when you're a bit mm. like, I'm going to emphasize that. Oh, God. Maybe we can only swear once. To be fair, the like thing is a good exercise because I, I, it's something I definitely want to get better at. Gen- generally, just through speak, like public speaking, podcast talking, going like, oh, like, 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 like. That and um is like things that got to go. So maybe th- maybe this is it. Maybe this is how we improve it rather than me just editing them out. And I thought maybe I should get a buzzer. I should <laughs> I should buy a buzzer off Amazon or something else because everyone hates Amazon um, and just push the buzzer and be like, no, you said like, stop it. <laughs> like an alarm sound. We say it too much though. Yeah, we do. Uh, loads <laughs> of people do, but we do too. <laughs> oh, we do too. I agree with the... Uh, the like and swearing though because i sw- i need to cut down on my swearing it's a bit too much mm. <laughs> and i don't like it me too is this our challenge then is this going to be our challenge for that like yeah in the foreseeable yeah. future sure. okay I'll, I'll work on it 
make sure you even even if we're in a really good flow of conversation if either of us do it you call us out and just completely break it i need to make a noise like a like a crow noise or something <laughs> <laughs> like yeah give, give us an example <laughs> that's a pigeon yeah it's like a, <laughs> isn't that crow that sounds like something dying. <laughs> yeah, that does. That, that sounds like you're crying for help. I could be like Lara Croft, you know, in the games when you go to a to it when it's locked and you haven't got a key, and she just goes, "No, <laughs> no." She actually does do that as well. <laughs> you know what? Actually, no. there, perfect. No. Show up, show up, pull up your gain as well, so it just comes in really loudly, <laughs> like burst our eardrums. Okay. No. Let's try now. Let's move this up. Don't, don't, don't. No. Please don't fuck. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, All that's right, perfect. Perfect. Ooh. Okay. okay, rock and roll. Keep us at it. I want. I want to go fix this essential stuff because it's making my brain turn to fudge. Uh, it's been a. It's been a fucking interesting week because uh, uh, you know we're we're a couple of nerds and we want to talk about movies sometimes. And CJ watched a four-hour movie the other night called. Uh, Rob Schneider's Justice League, um, which has been it's it's it's, it's been a weird journey. It's, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm just fucking around. It's been a weird fucking journey because like no, you just swore. Fuck <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Carry God, on. You got me already. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You did swear before. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and not swear. Okay. Anyway, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out this week, came out on Thursday, and I haven't watched it yet because I only had one night free and I didn't want to sit and watch four hours of a superhero movie because I was fucking exhausted no. and I wanted to go to sleep. But CJ watched it anyway. You just swore again. Because he loves Daddy Snyder. Did I? Yes. You yeah, you did. You did. When? Where? I don't even you know it is. You sang. You sang it's it. It's subconscious to me now. I don't even notice it anymore. Okay. Anyway, back to the. <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna be a. I nearly did it. I nearly swore again. This is gonna be an absolute flipping disaster. Uh, of an episode because I feel like I'm just gonna keep doing it. I said like there, but it was actually correct. Uh, so yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out this week. I haven't watched it yet because I just didn't have the time and I want to watch it on a Sunday afternoon where I have an open window of time where I can relax, have some snacks, but CJ did watch it and rather than just leaving him completely alone to do a review I kind of just want to I want to I want to reflect on the journey cuz it's been nearly nearly a decade since Man of Steel came out. 2013 it came out. I was 18 years old. 18 years old. Damn dude. I remember I remember when the first trailer You must have been like 17. Yeah, I was 17 and I I just remember the trailer and and the music and everything got me in the cinema and I knew I was captivated when I first saw that. Um, yeah. And when I first saw the film, it was great. I walked out of it going, "That was awesome." And then everyone was complaining, and I'm like, <laughs> "I just said like." <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get because yeah, I I was yeah, I remember, I remember, 
it, the whole thing with that trailer because I th- I felt like it was really trying to build on the Dark Knight kind of hype because it came out it came out mm. like a year after the Dark Knight Rises did, and I remember seeing that first trailer for it because it was you know we only just had Batman for a while and it's like oh we're getting a new Superman it's gonna be a dark take oh Christopher Nolan's producing it oh it's gonna be like the the Superman version of the Dark Knight and there's then there were like all these rumors like oh they're gonna bring christian bale back eventually because they'll do like a world's finest type thing and do all that you know build the universe from that in the, obviously they didn't do that in the end but still uh, that was that was the excitement at the time because it was like it was uh i nearly said like again it was it was straight off of that franchise ending and you know people were just getting used to the marvel stuff where if all this crossover and everything so it was it was uh, it was an exciting time and I, and you're right the the music like Hans Zimmer like Hans Zimmer is like your safest go to composer ever because he's always gonna kick it like n- yeah absolutely nail it so I uh, yeah I, I completely fell in love with that trailer and getting I got really hyped and I saw it and I I definitely as like a sort of action obsessive teenager technically still at that time even though I was you know 18 I definitely came out like with a big boost of adrenaline and i was like oh that was awesome but uh i i think because like i i didn't i said like again fuck because i i i didn't completely cave to just like the public perception usually anymore i I used to be kind of swayed by like generally how people felt looking back on it i think that i think my main issue with it is just how I'm going to swear, fucking bonkers that whole final destruction sequence is because it completely turns into a disaster movie. And I think that's a lot of people's problems. Mm. Not not just from the fact that it's just like you're trying to build the, the threat or whatever, but no. but the like the whole... What is it? <laughs> I'm so scared of you cutting in. I can't, I I can't focus on what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm going to say no, for no, no more. But be aware. Okay, fine. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe just do it every now and then. Maybe not every single time, because <laughs> it's really throwing me off. I can't pick and choose which ones I want to go for. Pick and choose is fine. <laughs> when you notice it's particularly bad, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, I feel like it was just a little bit gratuitous with the whole final battle, because I, I, even just from a story standpoint. So this whole thing with. Zardin, the baddie Kryptonian's like, oh, we want the Kodak because we want to rebuild Krypton. You've got it, Kal-El. Give it to us, you silly little boy. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to turn this planet into Krypton. And I'm just thinking, you do realize there's about eight other uninhabited planets in the solar system that you could just pick from. It's like a buffet of planets. You could do all the planets. Just take the world engine to like every planet in the solar system and just have a bunch of Kryptons and everything could have been great and everyone could have lived happily ever after. But no, they were like, oh, no, we need to kill everyone on this. No, but I think the whole I think the whole synopsis of that was because because basically he wanted he wanted Kal-El to feel pain. And why? I kind of got that vibe. Why? I'm not going to explain it as much because. (sighs) Anyway, I enjoyed the film. Uh, and this is Superman's first day of the job on the job, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I felt I feel like it's just lazy storytelling as well because it's like, oh, shit, I did it again. 
It's it's the you know oh where oh no the world engine's down in India it's by the ocean oh where's where's the other part of it oh it happens to be over the main city where these films are set oh boy what coinky dink because we want to just see a bunch of people get blown up and and also it was it was it, it, when I when I say gratuitous as well it's the fact that like you see very directly in the world engine, like you just see people being raised up into the sky and just pounded into the dirt. Like you can hear them like screaming for help. You know, it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just didn't quite, I didn't quite vibe with it. I think I just got sick of the whole disaster movies, cities being destroyed, people dying thing, particularly in a superhero film where the whole character's based around being a symbol of hope. And I didn't finish that film particularly hopeful. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I mean, I've got nothing, nothing to say. To like, say. Um, I, I enjoyed the film. Uh, like, I know why I liked it. Um, we can talk about you it. You know what I mean? It just reminded me of. No, it reminded me of um, old cartoons and old TV shows. Yeah, there's some bits like the Jesus references and, and stuff like that, which I'm kind of like, yeah. But apart from that, like <laughs> I said, like but apart from that, it showed it showed the 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 restraint that Superman had to like go through and the just the tension he had to do like in that fight to get him away from the city, him being brought back, like <laughs> I can't really explain it because I I keep thinking about the like <laughs> it's in my head and I'm like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's really distracting. <laughs> oh, it's fucking with me. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I was being too down on Man of Steel. It's not. It, I don't hate it. I, I think it was just. I, it, 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 it feels overtly edgy in areas where it didn't need to particularly be. I felt that the story didn't quite justify it. But I, 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 I definitely. I, I'm, you know, I had a positive experience when I first saw it, and then maybe over the years, I just kind of my. My feelings a bit, you know, dropped a little bit, but it's it's fine. And I like Henry Cavill; he's a cute boy, and he's a good Superman. And the music, the score, I'll, I'll agree with you. The score is, mwah. it's it's a it's a beautiful pizza pie. It's a beautiful, but um, yeah, yeah. I I I remember I remember thinking like, at least I want to see more of this. I want to see a Man of Steel sequel. And then we didn't get it, and then we got Batman v Superman, which is which is something I really, really, really don't have good feelings about. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I. The one thing about Batman v Superman is, is for me, it was it was decent with the with the extended cut, but I can see why people hated it. I totally agree why people with Matt with, apart from Man of Steel, because with Man of Steel, I just I enjoyed that film, but. When it comes to Batman v Superman, I can see why people disliked what was happening in that film. Where, where, whereas Batman, whereas Batman was killing people, um, you know, being a lot violent. You know, whereas... you know what? That's actually not my problem. Really? People really disliked that. <laughs> not really. I know a lot of people did. It's funny. It, it definitely. I remember at the time thinking like, this is really over the top, and it doesn't make sense for Batman, and it feels again, it feels like overtly edgy teen kind of stuff, like edgelord shit like batman murdering people with his machine guns but i it wasn't that wasn't the issue that was that wasn't what i took away from it because i i think i just settled a bit with 
okay, this is what they're doing with the character, I guess. They're trying to make him as like bitter and and grumpy and aggressive and and burdened as possible because he's going to turn around at the end. I just kind of predicted how they were going to go with the story because it seemed, you know, not going in, I just expected, oh, they're going to fight, then they'll team up and then Batman's going to be, I'm going to be good again. So it didn't, I didn't find it particularly a problem. I just felt like it just skirted around all these like ABC plots for, you know, the better part of two hours. Finally got back to, you know, Batman beat up Superman and then and then just had a big monster fight at the end and then it just ended with Superman dying in a second movie, which is way too fucking soon. I mean, I agree with you there. I, I feel like the death of Superman should have been later on, but I do feel that the that whole fight scene between Batman and Superman sh- should have been a little bit longer and it's another issue of the studio getting involved and changing up the story because they originally planned to have Metallo in the final battle instead of Doomsday. Interesting. Okay. I, I know I knew people were theorizing it, but I, I, I saw that as Zack mm-hmm. decided to just do Doomsday instead. I didn't realize that was a studio thing. It might have been a studio thing. It might have been Zack. That's that's yeah. why I I don't like it. Like I I even though sometimes I feel like sometimes directors need a bit of restraint or a bit of focus because you know you see what Marvel do. Marvel Marvel is an example of studio interference kind of going in the right-ish direction. Obviously, Marvel feels very samey all the time and very committee sometimes, but at least their movies are relatively consistent and they kind of do take interesting directions of their story, but. You know, Warner Brothers and DC have just, just every single time have just sort of put their greasy, dirty hands into the pot and just fucked it with it. Happened with Suicide Squad, which was, you know, in not even reshot, really. They were just like, oh, let's just edit it into a Guardians of the Galaxy movie because that'll work. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about this one because you, you, it makes you uncomfortable, but, you know, Justice League 2017 came out. That was an experience. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I know you have no terrible. comment. All I'll say was at that time, at that time, I wanted something as far away as from Batman v Superman as possible, and that's exactly what Justice League was. I'm not saying it was good, but it was kind of, it was, it felt like a shitty cartoon. Like not, not like the Justice League Unlimited stuff that you guys like, where it's you know, really built in real drama. I'm talking like the 60s Super Friends corny crappiness kind of shone through for me at the time. Uh, and then looking back at it, I because I hadn't seen it since. And I remember a few weeks ago, I started looking at clips again. Like, oh, I remember, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that happened. And oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I'll tell you what the worst things was. One of the worst things about that was like all all the awkward insert shots from when they did reshoots to like throw in jokes yeah because you know i you'd notice it like the batman and barry allen bit where he's talking they cut in the lines about brunch which is just a stupid fucking joke and you notice that like his hair changes and the green screen's really bad it almost feels like you know you know in like mtv movie awards sometimes what they do they had like tiffany haddish shows up in black panther Mm. and they just shoot her on a green screen and they Mm. just throw her in that's how that felt. That's how it felt. It just felt like all of a sudden it was just cutting to like a, a joke cameo from an award Dude, show. I in in this Snyder cut, all those all those scenes 
that you saw in the 2017 do not exist do not exist and good i'm just sorry i'm just i'm still baffled that josh whedon decided to cut <laughs> one of the flat there's this one scene there's this one flash scene and this is the first thing he cut out of the whole film and when i found that out i was just so comp- like like compelled like why would you cut this out this shows his powers this shows who he is you know and mm-hmm. his his comment was apparently the general audience would not understand this and that's kind of an insult to the general <laughs> audience saying they're kind of they're dumb also, <laughs> essentially also also keep in mind there's you know year, years prior to when the movie justice league movie came out there had been a flash tv show that had kind of already gone through the basic lore and weird mythology and the weird you know sci-fi aspects of the flash anyway like speed force and time travel and everything flashpoint all that was already kind of done and i think a lot of people watched that show so i feel i feel like if anything Mm. people would have been happy to see those elements in a live action setting with a big budget because honestly the flash looks like a fucking shitty piece of shit you might see it in the new Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's that's all I'm saying. But yeah. So now we're now we're now four almost four years later. We have this Snyder Cut finally, which has uh, mm-hmm. been an interesting internet trend for about you know like I said for the, like the past three four years. Mixture of kind of trolly people, but also kind of passionate people. Oddly, who really, which is kind of cool. I, I think people really wanted to support this guy and also support his family actually because you know it all kind of. A lot of it kind of revolved around this, his daughter's suicide, which was why he left the project in the first place and then got kind of kicked out of it completely. But um, mm. I think, it, yeah, because I, I heard there's like a nice touching tribute and everything. So I think that's kind of nice. And they've all been, a lot part of this campaigning has actually been donating to charity for suicide prevention, which is pretty fucking badass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're finally here. And I think CJ implied that he did like the movie, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen it yet, and I wanna I wanna I wanna know certain things. There are certain aspects that I'm curious about that I want to know. You know, I, I I don't want you to spoil anything for me, but I I just I kind of want to know what I'm in for because I'm seeing I'm seeing all these different opinions, and there's all the, you know the same kind of people who really want to down on it just because there are people who just want to boost it up just because I've seen some fairly balanced you know perspectives that kind of shed a light on it some people are kind of like yeah it's all right some people saying some people saying oh it's actually pretty good i hate his other movies but i thought it was pretty good so uh one thing i want to like i think that my main my big question actually is something that's i've thought about a lot when i've been reading all these reviews and hearing all these people talk about it is that every single time they bring up the facts that like yeah, I mean, this scene was so much better than the 2017 version. Oh, yeah, they actually did this in this version as opposed to 2017. Oh, this was better than 2017. This was better than 2017. And it kind of got me thinking because I felt like everyone's kind of perception now and their perspective going into this film was having their memory of what that other movie was like. And I kind of wonder, like, do you think uh, it's it's probably hard for you to do, and it would probably be hard for any of us to do? But do you think it would be you'd think that it's as good as it is had you not seen the 2017 version? Had this been the first Justice League movie you saw? 
I'm just I'm just gonna say, if this film came out, people would be hating it because of Zack Snyder, and they just and they hated, they just hated his previous films and stuff like that, and they just don't like his vision. But if I ca- if this film came out and I watched it in 2017, hell yeah, I would love it. It gave me everything that I wanted. Really, it gave me a it gave me like a Batman doing more um, against aliens, which is great. It gave me um, a cyborg story, which is like he goes through a lot in this film. Like they cut out so much about cyborg. Um, uh, Wonder Woman is more badass. Like she's crazy. Uh, Superman is the only one in this film that didn't really get that sh- uh, sh- that light shine on him um, because he comes later on <laughs> in the film. He comes back to life. It's not really a spoiler if you've seen 2017. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> uh, later on in the film. So he doesn't really get that much of a role. But but everyone everyone in this team is just great. And it's, it's what I wanted for a Justice League film. And they did this one thing. Until you watch it, Dan, they do this one thing with The Flash. I, knew, I know I keep talking about The Flash. It's because he's MVP, man. Like this film, he does this one thing and it just, it just saves the whole film for me. It legit just... Made me go, yes. I love my boy. The Flash is my boy. Okay, well, actually, then let me kind of twist the question a little bit because it being a streaming release and it being a director's cut, it's four hours long. Uh, and you've, you've kind of said that like you've been fine with the running time. But I feel like had this been the initial vision that would be shown in cinemas, it would not be four hours long. They wouldn't let him do it. Oh, no. would have to. It would have no. to reach a certain running time. So... Do you do you think that the quality of the film? Do you think it actually relies on the length? Because I I heard a lot of people say that actually giving it this length of time, almost like you're watching a a TV series together, you get a lot of these beats and these important backstories, important scenes that you wouldn't otherwise get in a theatrical cut. Do you think it relies on that, or do you actually think they're like, oh no, I could see like a two three hour movie in here. I mean, I could I could definitely see maybe uh, a three hour movie. They could definitely cut down on a few things. Like, you know, if Zack Snyder's, um, like, cinematography and his, like, the way he wants to do films, he does a lot of slow-mo. And you've got to be a lot of... Yeah. You, you've got to be prepared for that when you get into this film. So there's there's going to be quite a lot of slow-mo. Yeah. There's going to be different different scenarios where there's going to be long pauses and stuff. So you just got to wait a little bit. But I definitely agree that it should it could have been... For a theatrical cut, it it can be cut down to a smaller degree. But what we got, those four hours, it gave us all that information that we needed. And people are now hyped for Justice League 2. I don't think that will happen, but people are hyped. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll get back to that. Uh, okay, I got, I got another question. Uh, is Steppenwolf an actual good villain in this, or is he still generic Mr. Bad Guy, Mr. Meanie Man? It's a bit... Oh. That really depends on how you want to see him in this film. Like for me, he's he is a generic <laughs> type of bad guy. Every every Justice League film, I mean every every superhero film, there's always a generic bad guy. So he's one of that. But they gave him more of a plot in this film and why he's doing what he's doing. And I think that's what people I, wanted. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. I noticed they actually gave him motivation, which is weird. Like again, why would you cut? character motivation <laughs> like it's such a simple thing a few lines of dialogue simple explanation of backstory this is why he's doing what he's doing it kind it just helps you get into it 
Because I think that was the issue with the 2017 version. He shows up like, Mommy, I want to destroy the world for you. I will abandon this world to the core. And I think that was the problem yeah. uh, with that character. And you could have just kept those few lines explaining what he was doing. And that would have just... It would it would have really benefited. Even though the, that film had problems, it still would have benefited from something as simple as that. But mm. how about the redesign? Because he looks like a shark man with Megatron armor. Dude, his his armor is, he lo- it looks dope, and it does like different things. Ooh. I don't I don't really want to explain, but he, he 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 does take off his armor at one point in the film, and you do see like this really weird like tortoise looking. <laughs> you know alias <laughs> gross it kind of shows that without his armor he's kind of he's pretty he's pretty weak you know so um Ooh, okay you know. yeah i think that was a lot of i think a lot of people had the issue with how he looked in the other one as well which is it, it is funny though because i think a lot of people call for like comic book accuracy now it's always oh why do we have the comic book suit why doesn't it look like how it does in the comics because this new Steppenwolf, even though I agree he looks cooler, he isn't comic accurate. Because if you actually Google yeah. Steppenwolf from DC, he looks like a goofy fucking weirdo with a stupid hat like he did in the movie, the original movie. As much as terrible as it looked, and it was just a bad, it was a bad character rig. It looked bad. It was badly animated. It was clearly a rust job. But the design of it is technically more accurate. And that's what's so fucking lame about the character. That you have to completely change the character to actually make it something you can invest in and actually. To be fair, I think if they gave that same motivation and that same kind of plot with that original design of Steppenwolf, I think it would have been fine. I really do think it would have been fine. Um, even though the design is much better in this film, in the Snyder Cut. They improved the CG a bit as well. Yeah, if they improved it a lot. I mean, that's again, with the Snyder Cut, there's some CG and visual effects that don't look complete, but it is what it is. Yeah, cool. Okay, well that's that's good to know. Does anyone mention brunch? <laughs> brunch is not mentioned in this film, and thank God, it's for it such a cringy okay. line. All right, next question: Does anyone mention lunch? L- lunch? No. Yeah, have they changed it for lunch? <laughs> Damn. Okay, I was hoping I was hoping they'd just change it up. <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, this is a big poor one: the aspect ratio. Because obviously we know this is a mm-hmm. full frame IMAX, the big big box, mm-hmm. which you usually go on the big IMAX screens. But obviously on a on a TV in the widescreen format, you have like a four by three with the big black boxes at the side. Was that distracting? I want to know if it's distracting. Did you get used to it? Well, yeah, I did. I did get used to it. When you first start getting into the film, you notice it being a square immediately, and you're like, Ugh, I kind of want it to fit the whole screen. You know, if you're watching it. Yeah. On your TV. <clears throat> However, you do get used to it. And it kind of just works in the film. You know? It just kind of works. You, Your eyes get adjusted. Okay. And things great. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that, like, it, it, even though even though it, it does, it is weird having just, you know, a cropped image, essentially, that you kind of get, you still get the feeling that you're seeing a full frame, like a full image, mm. which is mm. kind of neat, actually. I think, I think it, and that's rare for these big budget movies to do. So that's kind of cool. I I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing like trailers and stuff and I thought, okay, if they, they're really going to commit to this, then fine. Sure. Why not? It's a shame that they're not going to put it on like actual big screens, but you know, this is what we're going to deal with. Um, okay. Uh, really, really important question for you. 
really, really important. That is vital. Okay. Do Batman and Superman finally kiss? I don't want to spoil the film, man. I can't. Oh, fuck. Uh, you just have to find out. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. All right, fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. I'm going to cross my fingers. I'm going to cross my fingers. All right. I was wait. I've been waiting. Okay. Uh, do we live in a society? <laughs> I wish we did. Then we might. Then we might have had this <laughs> film earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, does anyone at any point say we are the Flash? Do you know what? If they ever say that in the film, I'm actually. I'm. I'm. I'm just done with the DC. If they ever say that in the live action <laughs> films, I'm, I'll be so done. <laughs> we are the Flash. Hell no. Follow-up question: Do they say, "No, Barry, we are the cyborg"? You're right. How how did you guess it? How did you guess it? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, okay, all right, all right. Final, all right. This is gonna be my last. Actually, no. I've got I've got two questions. Okay. Jared Leto, is he actually okay. good? Does he does he do a good job? Hey man, like. Zack Snyder brought him back to do some like you know uh, to to extend some scenes and stuff and his scenes were great I, I thought they were great um, you, okay. you know what I mean you you wanted to see this but you wanted to see this Batman and this Joker in this universe talk to each other and what we got was awesome yeah like he mentioned something to Batman you see his anger you see Joker getting scared for a second then just laughing and it's great Great. Thank you, thank you for your patience during this interview. I do have one last question that I just want to cap everything off. Uh, now and now and now, I'm not talking to like generally. What do you think will happen or anything? I phrase this very specifically. Do you want them to do a sequel? Short answer: Yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for your time. That was a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I just, I just, I just want to, I, you know, we're not a review show. I want to, I want to just get to the vital points, you know, I want to get to the bottom, get get mm. to the juicy bits. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to watch it. Like, I, I, I didn't, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I, I definitely have been one of those Zack Snyder cynics, uh, but I, I don't, I don't do it just because mm. like, I, I know, I feel like you get all these fucking smarmy film Twitter types who will just go on on. They go on on Marvel stuff as well. Like they 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 just for whatever. Mm. They the 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 strange yeah. concept is like because I, I I love film. I'll just watch whatever's good, whatever entertains me or engages me, something that I can invest in. So Zack Snyder's movies thus far. I mean, Man Steel was fine, like I said, and BVS is one of the biggest pieces of shit to come out in the last ten fifteen years, but. This new one, I was super cynical for a while, but it's it's, it's turning me around. I'm excited. I'm a, I am can't believe I'm actually excited for this fucking Snyder Cut. Do you know what it is, though? It's it's because I think... Because Marvel has ended with their whole saga, Infinity Saga, it's left this kind of emptiness in the air. So now we had the Zack Snyder's Justice League. It kind of filled that gap a little bit. And... I think that's yeah. what people, because when Batman vs Superman and uh, other DC properties were coming out, they were coming out at the same time as Marvel, so everyone was really comparing it. It was such a harsh reality. Um, yeah. But uh, but now there's this emptiness. Everyone just seeing Justice League for what it is, and I think that's why people are enjoying it. So. Yes. 
That's good shit. No, it's, it's a good time. I, I'm, if anything to take from this is that it feels nice to kind of have a positive environment, a positive reaction to a movie. It feels like there's a lot of just people that are very happy right now. I don't feel like people particularly hate this movie. It feels like a very warming, fun event that's happening at the moment. People are, t- oh, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's reviewing it. Everyone's saying like, everyone's saying it's great or they had fun or it was interesting to see like the, it's not horribly negative like fandoms can usually be and um, it makes me quite happy it, fe- it feels like a big thing at the moment and like and you know especially in this boring ass dark time we're in it feels nice to kind of have something new that's long that i could just say all right I've, i can kill a whole afternoon watching an entertaining movie hopefully i mean i don't know if i'm gonna like it yet we'll see but yeah, thank you. Hell thank yeah. you very much for informing me. I appreciate your time. No worries, dude. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this all went because I wanna. I wanna get our results <laughs> from our like and swearing penalties. Ms. Ms. Pointon. Yes. Point on. Go for would it. Would you like to reveal your results? Yeah, it's not good, guys. Uh oh. Bear in mind, I do feel Dan spoke more than CJ, so bear that in mind. Uh, Dan, you got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 44. You swore and said like 44 times. I should do it separately to see how many times you swore and how many times you said like. That's, I think I missed some as well. It was really hard to try and stay on top and then start thinking, do you actually say like in this sentence like it's not just mm. oh shit i just oh crap i just swore oh no right okay so you got 44 and cj you got 5 10 15 20 24 you got 24 oh jesus <laughs> and that wasn't even from the beginning so i might yeah. do it again next week but i won't um shit. i won't say no because it puts you off makes you all shy <laughs> Makes you all bashful. That is a lot, though. That is a lot. <laughs> 55. Wait, did you just say 55? I said 44. <laughs> For me? I thought... I was, oh. <laughs> I said... You've got 44. We're having, we're having horrible technical difficulties and communication's terrible right now. I do apologise. Yeah. It is like the red wedding equivalent of the internet messing up. <laughs> Yeah, well, we we still managed to have an element of fun despite the stress and the, the pain. But yes. you know, I uh, you know, good luck to the edit. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you guys sticking with me through this horrible, horrible experience. But you know, we had a fun conversation. Zack Snyder's Justice League's now out on was it Now TV, Sky Cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, go watch it. And uh, yeah, go watch it when you have a moment. If you have four hours, when you have an afternoon, go watch it. <laughs> uh, if you, you know, I, ho- I hope you, ma- I hope you made it through this episode. I appreciate people for listening. Uh, we're coming up to the end of a s- our first season soon. Don't know, we're still figuring out when, but hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a better idea soon. And uh, appreciate everyone for listening for now. And uh, I just want to say, cue the outro music. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.